2: Middle, tip pick a cough. Hey, B. We got the first round out of the way, Haberman. Man, locked in last night. You were locked in, Johnny. Well, you know, I, I, saw, I saw an opening, guy. When they won't allow their
0: reporters to do it, like, my, I just text my friends because, again, they're five minutes ahead in the league. So when you see picks in, the league has seen it for a couple minutes. So they just text me, oh. But sometimes, like, when the Raiders third pick – my buddy was just like, Abrams. I was like, who? From where? <laughs> you know. That's why when I tweeted, I said,
2: the Raiders have just missed oh, Mississippi State Abrams. I didn't know his I noticed first name, guys. I noticed when I read the tweet, I was like, I don't think he knows that guy's first name because he's because you got it out so fast. You got it out a minute before rap sheet. And you knew that you were against the clock. You just had to get it out. Yeah, I just had to get it out. You just, so my guess key. was that you basically <laughs> copy and pasted the text, like cornerback LSU. Or uh, I mean, well, what, uh, well, what safety, I did was, State. what I
0: did was, he just texted Abrams M S S T, so I knew Abrams Mississippi State, and then I texted back D L as in D lineman because I thought it was, <laughs> and then he just texted back S, so then I just went with safety Mississippi State Abrams.
2: Uh, all right, let's get into it here in a moment. Niners and Raiders and NFL draft highlights. Uh, we got to get this Re- out.
0: really quick on him
2: while it's on the top of my yeah, head. Yeah,
0: go to YouTube, people. Mississippi State played a spring game last year, and it was full contact, but you weren't supposed to destroy anyone. He knocked out a running back in that game on a swing pass, and Dan Mullen, or I, it's, he's not there, whoever their head coach is now, they called the game.
2: He was dead on the field. He, he like he made him unconscious, knocked him out. Oh my god! All right, it, it's red jersey, bad. dude.
0: Yeah, they weren't. Where, they were. Oh, I guess it was a running, running back. White. But
2: Derek yeah. Carr, he's in the he's the one in the red jersey. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Ease, Gettleman, When I watch Gettleman, I'm like Ease. He's, he's on the Ease for he, sure. He, huh? he is comfortable. Ease is the best delivery platform to get the best legal license and fully tested marijuana products delivered to you in California. That's e a z e dot com promo code ham.
0: Love Ease.com, dot com promo code ham. You get $20 off your
2: first purchase.
0: You go over $50, you get a free delivery. They got pre-rolls, edibles, uh, topicals, vapes. I'm a big vape guy. Might vape here a little bit before
2: the second round. What time is the second round on? 4 o'clock I was day? about to ask you that same question.
0: I, I think it is on an hour
2: earlier. 4 o'clock, because I got a couple rounds. It better be, because last night it felt like I waited I, 30 I ate dinner and dessert and two snacks before the draft started last yeah, night. Yeah, I, I, I'm already ready,
0: so... Uh, GetYourEase.com, have it delivered, I had a couple buddies DM me some pictures, watching the draft with their ease. Let's get it, baby.
2: Right. Let's get it. E-A-Z-E.com. Promo code HAM, twenty bucks off that uh, first delivery. And if you've already used it, share it with your friends. Come on, help people out. This yeah. is this. Word, is of about, word of mouth. Word of mouth. This is word of mouth is big. Word of mouth is big. This podcast also brought to you by Upstart. Getting into debt is easy. Getting out is hard. Especially if your FICO score isn't great. Uh, Interest rates can be sky high, and then you just get in this crazy debt cycle. But that's where Upstart.com comes in, a lending platform that offers smarter interest rates. We'll tell you how they're smarter to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. Here's the thing, guy you just go to
0: Upstart.com/slash/ham. It does not affect your credit score, FICO score, whatever. You get checked out for a rate. And on that rate, most people don't realize the credit card rate I have because I checked the other day. My credit card rates are enormous. There's 20 to 25% is what you're paying on your credit card debt. Well, if you can get a rate from Upstart and much lower than that, you can pay off your credit card debts and actually save yourself money. Again, that's what Haberman and Milkoff are trying to do. We're trying to save our listeners and potentially me because I'm going to have to use it money, guy. Save yourself money. Upstart.com
2: slash ham. We're here for you. How is Upstart Smarter? They reward you based on your education and job history. They factor that in. It's not always factored in by everyone else in the form of a smarter interest rate. So Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot. Hurry, go over to Upstart.com to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate can take only a few minutes, and it will not affect your credit. Like John said, Upstart.com. Slash Ham, I, I just checked, guy. Uh, four o'clock today. Okay, let's dive into this thing because people want to hear this before the second round starts. People are already tweeting at us. Where's the podcast? We had talked uh, Thursday because you were doing TV on ABC on Thursday night, and we th- you got done around whatever time you got done. You got a radio show early in the morning. We were like, this, yeah. This. If there's an emergency, if something crazy happens, we'll do the we'll do the pod uh, Thursday night late. But once Joey went and <laughs> Cleveland Farrell once like it wasn't Kyler Murray. Nick. Nick. God, maybe I'll get this sooner or later. Thank you. Don't stop correcting me, please. Um, but what like once it was kind of once it was Cleveland Farrell, I was like, okay, we can we can go ahead and do this Friday. Um and actually we got some we they had three picks so we can talk a lot about them. But let's start with the 49ers John cuz they drafted high. Kyler went one. We'll talk about him later. Uh Joey Bosa. Here's the one thing. Nick Bosa. How is that possible?
0: Well, you, you know what you realize? And we see it a lot with David and Derek. Yeah. And most people just consistently say, David, I think once you have it hammered in your head that it's the main car that you've been talking about the most,
2: it just, it's hard to differentiate. I got to, I got to, I got to do some Pavlov dog, uh, weekend, uh, electroshock therapy or something this weekend to get this right. Nick Bosa, John, um, no one, you know, I'd say not shocking once Kyler went one, but, you know, unlike the last time they drafted at the very top of the draft, I don't think there's any debate here. They got, they got a blue chip, a blue chip level prospect, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I've been saying
0: over and over, I thought Quentin Williams was the better player, but I, I do understand everyone I know in the NFL loves Nick Bosa. Nick is also a really good player. I, I, I get it. And I had heard a while back that the moment, I, we've talked about it on the pod, the moment Jimmy went down. They started evaluating the top guys. And Kyle and clearly Peters and John, they liked this guy. And they went down to see him. I was listening last night driving home from the city. Lynch came in with like London Larry who yeah. were down at the draft. And he went down to see during a uh, during Rose Bowl practice. And obviously Nick was not playing, but Nick was there. And he interacted with him and he saw the way he was dealing with his teammates and they ate it up. And he just thought from a football perspective that even though they added D, that now Eric Armstead and Solomon Thomas are inside pass rushers, that they still needed edge pressure, and this was just more important than Quinton Williams. Because they basically, and we've been saying this for the last three months, four months, whoever the Niners took, if Kyler Murray went one, and he ended up going one, was going to be who they viewed as the number one player in this draft, right? Like they they had the pick of the litter. And they chose him over Quentin Williams, and it turns out Quentin Williams went three. Like those, is it fair to say
2: that those two were the highest rated guys on the majority of boards in the NFL? So yeah, I mean, it seemed like uh, most people thought they were like the debate was between those two for the number one player when you just looked at like big boards, just even you know guys that watch film in the media like Daniel Jeremiah. Exactly. Um, so are you saying that you that you that you think that not only did the Niners have a bigger need? at Nick Bosa's position than Quinton Williams' position, but also that they thought he was a better player? Because I could see, like, if you thought they were really I, close, No, no, no.
0: I, I I think he basically admitted he thought they were very equals. Okay. Like, they he thought they were both, like, blue-chip, pro-bowl-level guys. Their need was bigger. And I, I would say, and this is where I get back to, and we'll get to this with the Raiders, you can't worry as much about need when, well, Eric Armstead's not going to be on the team in a year. He's on his fifth-year option. He will not be back. Solomon Thomas, I know, John, you denied it. You have been trying to trade him for two months, which I don't blame you, but he's untradeable, clearly, as we're finding out. That you just think that those guys can operate inside. Now, I get it, and it's understandable because when you invest assets into something, you want to get something out of it. And, and maybe they just view it like they, maybe they just thought Nick was better than Quentin, which isn't that crazy. And they took Nick Bosa, who they were not going to get shit on, beside from the crazy politic political people on twitter that it's like as we I learned I read a study the other day the percentage of people that actually tweet relative to how many people are on twitter is really small not shocking but it just yeah it was an easy pick probably i i would imagine the moment that Ky- that officially kyler murray went one they grabbed the magnet. Now they pimped it a little because I think they waited to like two or three minutes left on the well, clock. Everybody did. I mean, I like I, well, the, I the owner. The owner likes doing it because he likes to see his name up there, which I don't blame him. I get it. But every team does that. You, well, I think the league. I, I wonder if the league kind of tells you to. do I it think too. they
2: absolutely do, and, and we'll get to Kyler. But I think the league was part of the reason why the Kyler Murray thing was kept the way it was kept until the very end. I think for the for draft ratings that was important. Yeah. They got they got shows to do, John. They got time to, they, you know, we got all this programming. We can't have Jones, the shows. They got about 8 shows.
0: We I can't mean, have the draft.
2: Got- <laughs> we can't have the draft over in an hour and a half. I mean, that's not good for anybody. That's why I always say like with baseball, like yeah, baseball once the game's faster. They don't want them an hour and 60 minutes. They don't want them an hour and 30 minutes. Like it's harder to sell beer in an hour and 30 minutes than it is in 3 hours. Uh,
0: when you say though the first round, I'm with you. You're right. The league definitely the league and the owners who are all are the same, right? It's good for their business to make it at minimum go to like the two-minute mark if you just average eight minutes times 32. It's a four-hour production. When when Belichick picked, I looked at the clock. It was 8.50. The draft started – I think Goodell officially said they're on the clock at like 5.13 or something. That's Mm -hmm. a long fucking draft. Four hours and 20 minutes or three hours and 30 minutes. But at the end of the day, as someone tweeted at me, the Niners got kind of lucky. And this is where I got so goddamn pissed during December. And someone, a Raider fan, tweeted me, this is why you don't win that meaningless game against the Cardinals in December. It cost the Raiders Nick Bosa. Like that pick, those wins had huge ramifications. For the Niners, it ended up not because the Cardinals, despite taking a quarterback, they ended up taking another quarterback, which I think we've talked about this before, has to be a first in NFL history, back-to-back quarterbacks in the first round. Or Maybe it was the – I think the Broncos did it. Way back in, the I think day. they're the only yeah. other one. Yeah, so they, they 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 got lucked out. There's no disputing that.
2: Well, but you could even they did, but you could argue having the first pick would have been really valuable to them because they could have traded that pick. Um, they would have gotten something from Arizona to trade back, right? Even if it was just to flip one and two, like Arizona just was to get their second round pick. Well, yeah, because they would have, been it, you know what? It it might have been better than that because they would have told Arizona, well, the Raiders are going to trade with us, whatever. I think it's clear in this draft, right, that the line of delineation came between three and four. We'll get to the Raiders later, but that's where the line was between three and four. Three, um, three blue chip guys, and then a lot of difference of the opinions. Right. Yep. And if the and you know
0: I. Now, I, what, I want, what I wonder, Guy, was Kyler Murray viewed as the better player with the Giants than Daniel Jones or the better player than Dwayne Haskins with the
2: Washington Redskins? Well, I've, i got to tell you, i got to think with the Giants, they viewed Daniel Jones as the best quarterback based on everything that they've yammered about since yesterday. I would agree. Um, but anyway, on both sides, like, look, Russell, Russell Wilson just re-signed. He's not going anywhere. Um, Arizona just got Kyler Murray, so I like a guy that can chase the quarterback. Even though I technically, have technically have
0: two top ten picks on their roster, so
2: <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's a passing league, yes, it's definitely a passing division. Um, what yeah. whatever Arizona is going to be or going to try to be, I like a guy that's on the edge that can try and just contain Kyler. Although Kyler, I know, passes from the pocket, but well, you you can't argue, right, that adding D Ford
0: and Nick Bosa their defensive line fucking dramatically improved in a two-month span. They've
2: made a big jump year two to year three in terms of their defense based on those two guys, yes. A dramatic improvement. And, and it just, really, it kind of highlights the like the miss on Solomon Thomas kind of hurts, although we could talk about that draft all day. But well, Do you know the way – one thing I told Larry Beal last
0: night is that the saving grace right now for Solomon Thomas, if you look at it like basketball, and that's kind of how D-line is. You have your starting four and then your backup four. When the Eagles won the championship, they rotated eight guys – so you're always keeping fresh. Well, who's the best player on your second unit? The problem was is the 49ers depended on Solomon Thomas to be like the number two option as a starter, yeah. and he's he's a backup. Now he maybe he's not a, even a great backup, but maybe he but maybe he can excel as a backup, and that's what he is now. Yeah. When I say excel, like no, no, oh, I'm sorry, my my shrug,
2: my shrug was that that doesn't last that long though, because he's an expensive backup. But you're right. Yeah,
0: but, but I'm just saying, like, they're already paying him. So now if I'd say, well, Solomon Thomas in 2019 got six and a half sacks and was just dramatically better as a backup rotational guy for the second unit of the D the D, the D line. Right? Because like when the Eagles signed Chris Long, it's different. But he was just dumped because he only had to play twenty snaps. Right. And you only in passing situations. Now, Solomon is a good run defender, but yeah, it's just they do have two players who I, you can't really be like, well, they got two first-rounders in their backups.
2: Well, yeah, Eric Armstead and Solomon aren't, you know, they shouldn't have been first-round picks at the end of the day, looking back. They did address, like, they, they the stuff that they missed on, they got back to really quick, though, right? Well, you even didn't, was it you telling me or someone saying that
0: John Lynch even admitted, like, yeah, the Ruben fo- cutting, oh, it was Barrows. So when John Lynch gave his pre-draft press conference and they asked him about Reuben Foster and they asked him if he regretted, you know, cutting him because now it turns out she lied again. And he's like, well, we had him on a zero tolerance policy. We we just had to draw the line somewhere. And I, I think that's what we had talked about when yeah. they cut Reuben. Though, so, you know, the Haberman way of just, just let it play out and, you know, the, the PR, like fucking Ann Killian writing some article in the front page of the Chronicle that – 17 people read in 2019, what does that even mean? But I, I do understand what they did, though it, he, I guess he said in the press conference it was an expensive mistake because it was a double whammy. We had to cut him, dead cap, and then we had to go get Quan,
2: So we had to double down on the mistake, and we wasted the pick. Well, and tr- well yeah. not just wasted that pick. Tr- you, you really wasted you, – you, you traded to get that pick, right? Yeah.
0: I mean, the, the Washington so you Redskins – wasted a couple picks. Someone tweeted out, like, say what you want about their the Washington Redskins. If you just print their front seven, because they got multiple defensive linemen that they drafted in the last first round. Uh, they have Reuben Foster and some other good line, but Like Their team on paper, on defense, is not terrible. Reuben Foster's a starting middle linebacker.
2: I loved the, I, I love the quarterback pick until I found – you know, I, I'm torn on the – well, again, I, I don't want to go off track here. We'll get to Haskins later.
0: Yeah, I, I, got, some t- I got some takes on
2: that. I, that's a great – that story got better and better as the night went on. Uh, all right, Niners draft fourth in the second round. Um, if DK Metcalf is there – this is the guy that people love tweeting about. Turns out the league doesn't love DK Metcalf as much as everyone else. And I understand, like, he's – you Why know, well, he, he was attention. he was never a first round pick, and then he went to the combine, and he just had a historic combine. And he just looks it's just part of just the viral photos and all that. And he's probably I mean, he'd be a second rounder, but um what do the Niners do it for here? I was hoping that they would find a way to get Nikhil Harry, but obviously that's that's over with now. So close. So close. I thought I told you this. I thought they were gonna have to trade with Seattle to get him. And um at twenty nine, and they didn't. Or even thirty would have done that. I do understand for them. Like if it means swapping their second and giving
0: up their third, like they do kind of need to just at least one of these two picks, whether it's their second or third, they have to hit on. Yeah, no, it's fine. I'm with you. But God, that that I was like, God damn it, Bill. <laughs> but I love the pick. I'm like, that's sweet.
2: I'm so I'm happy Wait. for Nikhil Harry that like usually like mo- like that he's there. Like it's gonna because I love him, right? And part of the when you like a guy, you want him to succeed, and well, you know,
0: you know when. Uh, where I thought he was going is when the Ravens traded up and they took Marquise Brown. I'm like, they're going to take Nikhil Harry because oh. they need a wide receiver. But I I think you have to look at these for the Niners and the Raiders. The first four picks are kind of interesting. You got the Cardinals, who you know could go a n- ton of different directions. Schefter have, said this morning they would take Byron Murphy if they don't trade that pick. Okay, so let's just assume they take Byron Murphy. Then you have the Colts who I think the Colts will take a wide receiver. The Colts have like four third-round picks, guy,
2: or second-round picks. They have four of the next – I think they have four of the next 50 or something like that.
0: They're going to crush. Colts are going to fucking be good. Uh, Ballard might have been a time where Middlecoff question, Ballard, but he's sweet. I would imagine the Colts go wide receiver, whether it's A.J. Brown, whether it's D.K. Metcalf. Then you have the Raiders, who I think they go corner – you know, do would they take Greedy Williams? Would they take Byron? I don't know, one, there. Yeah, one one of these corners. Uh they don't really need a wide receiver, right? I mean, they've just signed about four of them. Tight end. They could take Irv Smith, the kid from Alabama. So I, I think it's pretty safe to say, let's say Byron Murphy goes first. I think the Colts probably go wide receiver, but they could also take a corner. Then I think the Raiders probably go corner or tight end. They also could go guard. You know they got rid of Kalechi. They just need you know an interior offensive lineman. It's, you just can never have enough interior offense. Hell, you could go D lineman guy. I mean, would it like what if they take another edge rusher? Like they had 13 sacks next last year. The Raiders could go numerous directions. I think the Niners feel pretty good about where they're at. Like they're going to get a really good player. You could justify. I'd have to look at who has second round picks. Like, would you trade back four or five spots if you're the Niners or 10 spots to get another second round pick or another third round pick? So, what are you looking for? Like, the team
2: that. So, um, I'm looking at. I got the draft here in front of me. Bill's got two twos. Would you trade back to take his two twos? Belichick, you're saying? Mm hmm. He's got 60. uh, He's got the last pick, and he's got the 24th pick of the second round. The Texans have 22 and 23, In I'm using second, the numbers on the second round here. So they have the 22nd and the 23rd. The Colts, actually, because like you said, you, the Colts would be a target. The Colts draft ahead of you, but then they also draft 14th, which is the middle of the second round, and they draft 27th. In the second round.
0: Like, would you take 14 and 27? Let's just use it because it's basically yeah. the draft restarts. This is now the first round, it's right. the second round, but right, it's the right. first. Would you take 14 and 27 for four? Yeah, if, the,
2: if there's in, in not a guy spot, there that you really love, I would. You, so you
0: take 14, 27, and then you basically have the third or fourth pick in the third round. So that gives you three swings. That's They have, what the, I, they have I, the third pick of the third round. The Niners do. Yeah. That, that's what I would attempt to do. Like, the Raiders are in a different spot, right? They just drafted three players. So, to me, you should try to isolate a really sweet player here if you're them. The Niners are in a different situation because they only have one player right now, and they don't have many draft picks. I think you look to trade down if you're them in a situation like that. Now, the Colts—
2: They might not want to do it.
0: Or do you want to do it like you're only a piece That's or two? True. You, away. I mean, the
2: Colts won a road playoff game last year, right? Yeah, so you go. And,
0: and did the Colts. So the Colts did not have a, They traded out of the first round, so they, don't, they haven't had a pick yet. But you could justify for them. Like, I, I want to nail two second round picks instead of taking four swings in the second round. Or do you? would you rather just. Well, have, would you
2: take. If you're the 49ers, would you take. Um. Would you take. 14 and instead of the other second from the Colts, would you take the 25th pick in the third round from the Colts? So no. The four- no, you would not do that, okay.
0: But I, I don't love third round picks as much as seconds.
2: Yeah. You know people say I heard this. someone said this, like, 33, that's basically a first round pick. I look at it the other way, John. I look at it like there's only 20 first-round picks. And then the back end of the first round, like, those are the – to me, the, the first round is shorter. It's not that the second round is long. Like, people act like the second round is first-round picks. Like, no, no, no. The second-round picks started at, like, 22. Well, I, I,
0: I that that was my line. I'd say right about where the Eagles took Dillard is where the second round started. Like, the Raiders, Josh Jacobs and me, second-rounder. Abrams, second-rounder. Uh, Montez Sweat, someone – Birdie told me today that – Two teams that he had talked to out of like 18 had passed Sweat, and obviously one of them was the Raiders because they feel that they can hit the heart murmur had medically passed him. Had medically passed him. Jerry Tillery, the dude from Notre Dame, from the Chargers, second rounder. L.J. Collier, Seattle, second rounder. Caleb McGeary was was that the guy with the bad back from Washington, or is that
2: a different player? So, they have an injured tackle who was the guy that everyone's been talking about for a few years. Um, he
0: came back, though.
2: Yeah, yeah. What's his name? He had the ACL, uh, what's his name? Uh, I'm blanking on know. it now, but I, no, I'll tell you in no a second. Same.
0: But th- is this guy supposed to be really good? McGeary?
2: Yeah, I mean, he's like 6'7". He's huge. Played like right tackle for him. He's legit. His story's incredible, but that's a whole other thing. Um, yeah, I think I think McGeary's really good.
0: Here's the thing. You know got... who really
2: likes McGeary is Jeff Schwartz, and I'll trust an offensive lineman.
0: A lot of these guys' stories, for the most part, are pretty impressive. No doubt, yeah. You know, a lot of them, low-income backgrounds, broken homes. It, it truly is. You know, I, I know we live in a society where there's hate on Twitter and shit. Like this, to me, this is America. Like dudes, like Josh Jacobs grew up fucking homeless. I don't. Did you see him? Like that. He's yeah. he's an incredible story. Uh, a lot of these guys had no business. Making it, for as much shit as the league gets for slappies like Tyreek Hill, who's clearly just a bad human, you know, like just a bad person, to me, he is he's always in the minority for the majority of these guys. Like Quinn and Williams. Doesn't he just seem like he just kind of wants to eat? And just play some football. <laughs> like he just seems like a pretty happy guy.
2: We I mean, lost his mom when he was twelve. Trey Adams, John is the name I was looking for there. Trey, can Adams you
0: can line. you imagine, bro? I lost my dad when I was thirty three, and a rock. I losing your mom when you're twelve and to end up like that.
2: I know. It's amazing.
0: It's incredible.
2: It's amazing. Um, okay. Anything else really? on the? Uh, huh.
0: Uh, I was gonna get off track, but yeah, yeah, uh, nothing else really.
2: <laughs> on the Forty All all right.
0: No, uh, I was gonna get off track on on uh, Murray. Yeah, we'll yeah. Get yeah. Into
2: that in a minute. Okay, um, now to the Raiders, John. Speaking of rocking worlds, uh, like we said, obviously the line came after three. But what was your reaction, Cleland Farrell? Um, I'd watch Clemson a lot, like most college football fans had. I knew he was. He was not on my radar at number four. I don't know if I'm, heard God, he I'm, looking
0: up, I'm looking up the television. I got NFL Network on and Del Rio's in studio.
2: What's he, how's he look? Slick back hair? Well, he just looks really skinny, like he's been dieting. Uh, I mean, look, the theme here, and I was talking to Jeff Short, you and I were talking to Jeff Schwartz today uh, before this podcast, and one thing he's like, you know, I don't, everyone's killing the Raiders about value. And I said, well, you got to understand. Like, I think part of this is it's a bigger picture with Gruden. Like, Gruden traded last year a third round pick for a receiver that didn't make his team. Then he reached for Cleveland Farrell. And we could talk about the context. We will. But then he also drafted a running back, which just people aren't doing anymore in the first round. Like, this isn't just a one move thing, right? It's a several move thing. So we could say, well, look, he wanted, even Daniel Jeremiah said, I think they wanted to trade back from four and couldn't do it. They did.
0: That's that's a fact. Right. It takes two people. You can't do a transaction if the other person says no, right? I I, I get that. I completely understand that. You can't trade back if no one will trade up. Because as you said, when the line of delineation for the draft is the fourth pick, who who, who, who am I trading up for? I don't want Cleveland Farrell. Here's my argument, though. So you take a guy that's valued probably 15 to 22, somewhere in that range. Is there a chance that you could have got him at 24? I think 100% yes. Is there a chance that he went in the teens? Yes. More than likely, he's not there when they take it 24. My issue is this. Every GM, a good one, will tell you BPA, 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 especially when you're really high. You can get a little needy to me once you get into the 20s, kind of like Josh Jacobs. I, I get that. Or Howie with Dillard. But when you're drafting at four, when you have two guys to me who's upside, like, I text a couple of buddies in the league, and they said, listen, this guy is super high character. Dabo said he's the best leader, like him and Deshaun Watson, he's ever coached. So this guy's a high character guy. They're fucking team captain, all the BS. This guy, I, I get why they love him. And he's 6'4", he's long. But he's stiff. He's tight. He's never going to be some elite talent. We're, why did, Couldn't they have gone Devin White at four? Like just take a swing for the fence on a much more talented player. Whose upsides really high, but I talked to Daniel Jeremiah this morning and he used the analogy on their entire draft. He said basically they just refused to pull out the driver. They wanted to hit the fairway, and all their players read kind of the same. Super high character guys, super tough guys, blue chip. You know, height. Mississippi State has become kind of a blue chip program, right? They're fucking producing a bunch of guys. They're they play in the best division in college football by a mile. LSU, Bama, Texas AM. and And they, they just took guys that they just had C's on their chest that were – and I, I get it, but I, I think I think here's the risk, guy. Part of the reason – C's you on the chest meeting captains. Yeah, captains. You, you have these two picks because you got rid of Khalil Mack and Amari. And those guys were double whammies. They were high-character, high-ceiling guys. Like these guys aren't high-ceiling guys. So – I don't know. I, where where do you think Cleveland Farrell
2: Furl? Why, why wouldn't you just take Ferrell? Why wouldn't you just take Ed Oliver at four? You know, or a guy like that? Yeah. Well, you know, I do think if they take an Ed Oliver at four, people would say that was a reach too. No, because he went nine.
0: Yeah, I, I think he was going in the from four to nine somewhere. I I, I would have given. I would had nothing negative to say for Ed Oliver because I would have completely understand swing for the fucking fence when you draft that high.
2: Where do you think? It's hard to know this, but like, where was Cleveland Furrell gonna go? Just ballpark. That's what they say. Somebody said it's Furrell Is how you say his name. But Goodell said Farrell. That one's not correct.
0: Yeah, that ain't correct.
2: Okay, but I think the reason he said Farrell is because he knew it wasn't Farrell, and he's like, I'm looking at this name. How could it be anything other than Farrell or Farrell?
0: Okay, let's start. Uh, Rashawn Gary goes twelve. they run a 3-4, he's not going there. Christian Wilkins goes to Miami, he wouldn't have gone there. Atlanta took an offensive lineman, then Dwayne Haskins. Okay, let's start at 16. The Carolina Panthers run a 4-3. They took Brian Burns from Florida State. A little more athletic edge rusher. I think he would have been in play there. He would have been in play with the Giants, who went Dexter Lawrence, they need a pass right.
2: Yeah, he probably goes to the okay. late so so, so teens. He, he does not make it at 24. So I have a question now, based on that. My question is this. If you did what, what you were talking about, you took Devin Bush at uh, – I mean, uh, uh, Devin White at four, what would it have taken to get from 24 to 16 if you just loved Farrell Furl, What would it have taken to get up and get him? Would 35? Have... So, I like – and and I think you still could have got Josh Jacobs at 27, right? What guy, you could have got Josh Jacobs in the second round. And you would have ended up with –
0: but they, they don't think like Howie or Parag, though. That's that's what's clear. Like, they're not into that.
2: Yeah. They're and into that, we love a guy, we're taking the guy that we love.
0: And that, to me, is where you get in trouble in the draft. Because that, this is economics. This isn't just football players. Let's get tough captains. This is this is Roseman jumping Houston. And that's why the Eagles fucking won a Super Bowl two years ago. This is, uh, you know what the Steelers said? Ever since Ryan Shazier laid on that field in Cincinnati, and thank God he's made a miraculous recovery like from the fucking hand of God, I, I mean, it felt like he, this guy's never going to walk again, and now he's walking. He's never going to play football again, but his life's not basically over. So it's incredible. Steelers traded up, and they got aggressive for Devin Bush. Like, But it's understanding he wasn't going to be there when they drafted. And I— it's why the Giants are getting crushed. Like, why are you taking a 340 defensive tackle at 17? Like, this is a passing league. You're in a division with Dak and, and Carson. Like, what are you – and Dwayne Haskell, they're going to throw the ball on. So, I, I just don't think they quite understand. And I, I, I do I, – I'm not crushing them for not trading back because, again, I, they probably couldn't find a partner. But, I don't know, man. I, I just – I don't think they have a great feel for value, and that's where you get in trouble because you get a lot of credit where, damn, Josh Jacobs, solid running back, got him in the second round. Well, at 24, he better be a borderline pro bowler like Abrams. Texted with a couple GMs last night because, again, I didn't even know who the guy was. Abram, no S. Abram, John Abram. Jonathan Abram. What is his deal? And they said, you know, he's a great box safety, big-time hitter. Well,
2: so Dante Whitner,
0: yeah. Well, or Cam Chancellor, even that guy. It's hard to play in the NFL, right? Like, right, with that guy. Here's the other thing, and I get they don't love Carl Joseph. You already do kind of have a player on your roster that does that. Now this guy's better, but I don't know, man. Now, on a positive on Abram, another buddy texts me. He's like, "Well, in the bowl game against Iowa, he kind of fucked up TJ Hawkinson. Like, kind of shut him down. Like that was a good day for him." So you go well. He's shutting down one of the better tight ends in the draft, which is a positive.
2: I, I would say I like that pick the most. And the Raiders have been killed by tight ends. Um, and I, I would not having Carl Joseph wouldn't stop me from drafting a guy. Now we we can talk about the no, evaluation. No, no, no. But but, but I, I, to me, he. I bet Abram was going somewhere twenty eight to forty. So I
0: I get it. Like I, I got I got no problem with that. I I just think Josh Jacobs at twenty four, who's safe to say that they couldn't keep their mouth shut, was their favorite player in the draft, right? Like that might have been their favorite, one of the top three or four favorite players in the draft. Yeah,
2: Dan Jeremiah had a mocked and just said they're taking him. Just they're taking him at twenty four. They're just so them. clearly he knew. No, he knows Mayock, but I don't know if that's where he got it.
0: Well, I watched the press conference last night or part of it. Mayock said he goes to the national championship game. You were there too. In that game, Alabama got their ass kicked. He says, "I come back to the office the next day." Josh Jacobs wa- ran
2: well in that game. I think
0: I watched the tape. Yeah, he's like there were six plays that I just highlighted and I made a little six-play tape that were just like, oh my God, I love this guy. I take him to Gruden's office, show him, Gruden loves him. So their love started, when was that game? Like January 10th? Yeah, their love started then. So clearly, the, DJ and everyone knew. Here's my issue. Josh Jacobs, the the main culprit of drafting Josh Jacobs in the, in the 20 range was Howie. Well, once Howie jumps you or gets ahead and gets Dillard, he's out. They're not, take, they're not taking Josh Jacobs. <clears throat> so would the Ravens have taken Jacobs at 25? No, they just signed Mark Ingram. Would the Washington Redskins take him? No, they just drafted the dude from LSU, Geis, last year. Then it's you. Would the Chargers have taken uh, Josh Jacobs at 28? No, they got Melvin Gordon. Would Seattle? No, they just no, drafted a used- run running back. <laughs> Would Atlanta?
2: No, they're paying Dante Freeman. Well, don't forget, the, Gi- the Giants came in at 30. They wouldn't have done it. No,
0: they just got Saquon Barkley. The Patriots? No, they just drafted a first-round running back. The Cardinals? No. He's fallen to you. He's going to be your pick. Like, that's where the house is. In the, the second round. Talks. In the second round. So you go, you get, you're get. you going to get your favorite player in the draft in the second round. Now, is there a risk that someone jumps you to get him?
2: Yes. For Because sure. everyone knows well, you love him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, this and is what goes
2: back to don't let everyone know you love him.
0: No. I, to me the value, I, I love the kid. He's clearly like he's my type guy. You just fucking go to war with this guy. I think all three Raider draft picks are fucking solid guys. Like they're they're better versions of Solomon. Like I like Stanford, but the Sol- Stanford ain't fucking Clemson. Like this guy is somewhat not an overachiever because he's really talented, but his his ceilings not that high, but his floor's really high. Cleveland Fair is gonna be fine. He's just I'm just not taking him at four. And I, I, I can't take Josh Jacobs. I've been saying over and over, I, I can't take him at 24. I can't do it. Abram, I didn't know much about. I, I get, That pick, I okay, I get it. But I don't know, man. I, I just I don't feel like they get understand. And I get why they don't understand because Gruden's a coach. He doesn't think like that. And he's got his Bob Lamont to do, make sure he's always making $10 million. So he's never going to have to worry about money either. But he doesn't get value. I, and he's so rich now, if he sees something he wants – Like if you're when John Gruden shops, whether it's house shopping, car shopping, do you know what means nothing to him? The fucking sticker price on whatever he's buying. I'll tell
2: you. Yeah, you're right. The saying like if you have to ask, it's too expensive. What do Guy Haberman and John Middlecoff do when they buy things? How much, I guess? What does John Gruden never do anymore? Online I always look for a promo code. Like is there a promo does this website have a promo code? Is it ham? I try ham first, then I search. Half the time it works. If you were making Gruden's money, yeah,
0: would you? Do you think you'll? Would you ever get to the point? Like, how much money would you need to? Ne- do you think that ever leaves you? Where you just never think about it anymore? Because at one point in time, Gruden was probably making not that much. Had to think um, about stuff like
2: it. I think for some people, it never leaves them, but. Ruin's been
0: making a shitload of money for a long time. The
2: worst is when you're buying something and you didn't ask, but you think it's gonna be cheaper than it is, and then they ring it up and you're like, uh, how much? And then you do the math, like, is it better to say I don't want it now or just come back like in three days and return it? How much you say that is? That's how? I told you that when the dude buying a coffee, old man buying a coffee. He's like two seventy five. what? Ah, uh, but. Yeah, man. I what I would I, love to know. Sometimes
0: if, if I buy something at Seven Eleven, like a Gatorade, a couple double shots, and like beef jerky, and I'll put it down. Oh, jerky! And they're like twenty seven dollars. I'm like, what? And they're like, well, your three double shots are three fifty each. I'm like Jesus!
2: And your beef jerky is nine seventy five. Yeah, well, it's the only healthy snack in a Seven Eleven? If you could truth serum, Mike Mayock and only the truth serum only lasted for one question, and you could ask him any question about the first round, what would you ask him about last night?
0: How desperately did you want
2: to trade back and still draft Cleveland Farrell in the first? Yeah, my question would be, who would you you have drafted? My question would have been, Mike, who would you, if the, the option was all yours, who would you have drafted at number four?
0: I told Larry Beal this last night. I said, because he's like, well, you can kind of justify it. They were on a 4-3 defense or whatever. I said on draft Twitter and Mike Mayock, if he was still in the media, and he had been saying for the last three months that he thought Cleland Farrell was the, you know, worthy of the fourth pick in the draft, that would have been a big story, right? Right. Because no one was saying that. Not a
2: soul. Right. So this is my point. If yeah, Mike I, Mayock... Your,
0: your question's way better than mine. That's, that's but the
2: it's question. the same thing. And to me, there's a difference here. If Mike Mayock... And, and there definitely is a... The value is total. Like, what you're saying is... <clears throat> it's the heart of the deal. Like, you can't separate value. You It's hard. You can't do it. But okay, I yeah. do think that Mike Mayock has been really accurate with the draft. Like, I think somebody had a study. Yeah. Like, he's been the most accurate guy the last five years. In, in the on, media, on, on like player rankings and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, like he's been really right about it.
0: Who's going to be good and who's going to be bad?
2: Yeah, that's the whole thing. So if at the end of the day, Cleveland Farrell is a Pro Bowl level player, then he made the right pick. Even if the value wasn't there, it won't matter. Like, it'll matter over the course of three years. You not knowing value, you just you're not going to win that battle if you don't value players correctly over a 3 or 4 or 5 year period like it's just going to it's it's going to catch up with you. In this draft, I think the problem is that it sounds like a lot of people think Cleveland Farrell has the highest floor. It doesn't sound like people think he's like pro bowl sometimes, not pro bowl always, even at his best.
0: Well, that's where let's say he's a better version of Solomon Thomas or whatever. And that sounds really bad. But you know what I'm saying? That you feel like that guy can't bust. Well, when you, it's one thing to draft that guy in the twenties. It's another thing to do it fourth overall. Let, let's do a little middle cop redraft for him. Okay. Go, hey Mike, because I think if you would have, if you would have had Mike in the media, he would have been like, oh, you got to take Devin White or at Oliver there. Okay. So let's take one of those two guys there. Well, then you still need an edge pad, pass rusher. Well, because you're. I guess the Raiders doctor is a heart doctor. It's why they're comfortable with the heart, because remember Mo Hurst last year? Okay, let's take Montez Sweat at pick twenty four. There's your edge rusher, who's most people viewed as more talented than Cleveland Farrell. Now you got Devin White, Montez Sweat, and then at twenty seven, let's just still take Abram. And then at thirty five you take fucking Josh Jacobs. How does that I got Devin White, Montez Sweat, Abram, and Jacobs? Does that sound a little juicier than what they did?
2: It does. Although I would say we got to be fair on Montez Sweat. Like the the heart thing, if it's a thing for teams, then it's a thing. That would be well, risky. but
0: again, it's the same thing that happened to Mo Hurst, and Mo Hurst is a starter for the Rams. I know, and they, they passed him. I'm just saying, we'd well, be
2: saying that. Like, if I'm in Washington today, I'm saying, "Boy, this is a risk on Montez Sweat." Even though I know on Friday a report came out that his heart's actually fine. <laughs> I mean, on Thursday. Yeah, it was kind of weird, wasn't it? You just go around until you find a doctor that says you're fine i guess one thing or the maybe one thing he's fine, i had we'll heard see.
0: and this is where i it's this is a little different than the josh jacobs deal but it's back to gruden who just can't shut his mouth cuz is it safe to say that the leaks from the raiders and people talking is not mike i don't think it's mike i don't think mike is texting rap sheet
2: shit was it mike I, I just was it Mayock that said thursday night we sent the scouts. Ho- I made the decision yes. to send the scouts home, and then 40 minutes later, there was a leak. So I knew we made the right decision, or something like that.
0: Yes. But do you agree that you, if you had to guess, like Mike is not talking to that many people. Yes. And the guy maybe like maybe he texts like it calls like DJ and him talk. <clears> let's say DJ is then not tweeting out the good shit he's giving them. Right. So it's he might Gruden tell middle or, half, though. Yeah, it's Gruden or Cable or fucking. One of those money guys. I don't know. They just can't shut up. Well, I get Gruden talks to his brother, probably, whatever. I had heard they love Montez Sweat and they were good with taking him again because the heart deal. Well, who jumped them at twenty six? His brother. Yeah. Now, was John supposed to not just talk to Jay? I, that one stuff. I, but, I don't know. I mean, if he I,
2: knew, <laughs> if he knew John loved him and jumped him, I mean, he had a chance, right? Like, I know this information that maybe nobody else knows, but I know. And John knows that I know. John knows the only way that we jump him is if I know this information. And he did it. Like, that is, I mean, Jay's fighting for his life. He's, he, You know what he's thinking? John's got, what, nine more years on his contract. I'm fighting for my life over here.
0: Yeah, I, I don't that's why you just don't talk there's no you know we only had one year gruden wow who
2: us it feels like 10 huh it's been one right yeah it's been one
0: it's been one
2: wow uh we we kind of went through in the if you if you're only listening to this raiders part but uh we talked about their potential what they would do in the second round here uh to start the day um earlier in the podcast but they, they, they should they there? should
0: they should go d i mean i think you could justify like a greedy williams another a corner um, you know a, if there's another good linebacker that you feel comfortable with you can't go wrong going defense here can you if you're them no like to me that to me the niners need a pass catcher whether it's a tight end or a wider so you would
2: take if you're the niners and you're staying at four you just take the best available pass catcher tight ends and yes yeah and you can do it i mean hey Bill, shown you can have two well, tight ends couldn't the Niners or the Raiders take Irv Smith
0: from uh, Alabama, who's viewed as like a fringe first rounder?
2: Yeah. Well, this is where this is like a reverse of uh, last year. If the Niners the Niners could use that guy, the Raiders were one spot ahead of them. This is kind I'm of going. an interesting bang bang here. Like, whereas in the first round they were not back to back and they were separated in terms of what tier of player they were on, but here they're not. They're on the same. <clears throat> they're getting the same tier of player. With the, with the third and fourth pick of the second round. So it is kind of an interesting, are the Raiders taking a player that the Niners would want uh, dynamic?
0: Let me read you uh, Lance Zerline, Compt, Irv Smith to Ben Watson, draft projection round two. Smith is still very green in overall experience, which shows up in the run blocking and route running, but he has plenty of talent, is likely to get much better in both areas. He has the combination of tight end talent, but really flashes as a move blocker at fullback. Or wingback spots. His build-up speed sets him apart as a big field-stretching option. And once he gets rolling after the catch, and he can get rolling after the catch. O.J. Howard was bigger and a better athlete. Now O.J. Howard went, you know, in the top 15. But like Howard, Smith offers Pro Bowl potential as a well-rounded tight end. Like I, I think, if you're the Niners or
2: Raiders, this guy's got to be near the top of your thoughts. And the difference between the Niners and Raiders in this case is that for the Niners, he doesn't have to be your best tight end.
0: Yeah, and if you like Kittle. this, but but to me, if you're them, because you go, oh, you already have a tight end. Well, if you like him more than any wide receiver, I think you could know, you could sell me on this immediately. Just take him.
2: Yeah, I agree. With then,
0: you. then you put two tight ends in the slot, right? And also,
2: like Alabama guys that are a little inexperienced is not rare. Just so many good players, it's hard to get three-year starters.
0: Well, who would he sit behind? The dude that went in the
2: top 15. Right. Like,
0: why didn't Quentin Williams play? Who was ahead of him? Uh, Jerron Payne, he went 13th in the last draft. Nose tackle went 13th, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. they also had three other defensive linemen in that draft, all drafted in the top 20. Yeah, d- decent unit.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's Clemson's this is going to be the same deal now. Well,
0: do you know what's funny is when they were at – I was watching the Pro Day, you know, a couple months ago, and NFL Network was there and DJ was there. And DJ's like, "You see that dude and he was wearing like a Dodgers jersey. It's like a Dodgers Jackie Robinson jersey. See that guy, who's 6'8, 320? He's like, that'll be a top 5 pick next year. That's Joe, you know, whatever the guy's name was. And he was just standing there watching." <laughs> just and he probably him and like there's another guy that's probably there watching no one's ever heard of
2: you. Well, think about like those guys, <clears throat> usually when you play behind great players, those players leave as juniors, but that's not necessarily what happened, right? Like Clemson had a guy a first round came back. senior come back. The Power Rangers video is one of the best things. You see that video of o- the four of, them. of all the Clemson guys dressed as Power Rangers, and they're all massive, and they're in like Power Rangers tights, and they're dancing, and they're doing. They're all doing like because they all had their own Power Ranger names, and they're all doing like the same move in unison. Do you know what was cool for them
0: is last year when the especially the two of them, Cleland and Christian Wilkins, decided to return because they wanted to win an addy. They won the fucking natty, and both of them went in the top 13. Yeah. And Dexter Lawrence went 17. Like, what a night for them. You see Dabo's new contract? Nine for 93, or 10 for 93, or what was it? Yeah, d- d- decent cash. Is it safe to say that maybe he's not going to Alabama when Saban retires? Like, he's got a pretty good gig. I saw him being interviewed last night, like well, on Raiders.
2: He he feels like he's pretty happy. I do think he's going to get another contract before that contract's up if he keeps winning. So the Alabama thing will be a leverage play at some point here.
0: Well, are they going to be the preseason number one overall?
2: Clemson? Um, they had or, or Trevor Lawrence returning. How would they not yeah. be? Well, I mean, Tua, Alabama's got Tua coming back.
0: So it's one and one two? One the two, yeah. I mean, those two teams are a lock. I'm just three. thinking
2: like one thing I think you'd say with Clemson is like I don't but you'd say it with both teams Like they lose first round guys But they lost three First round D linemen Now the next guys Might be just as good And they got the yeah. receivers So good I think they're gonna be I mean I can tell you The top four right
0: now off the top of my head It's just gotta be In some order Bama Georgia Clemson Then who gives a shit Right Ohio State Probably not Because
2: they lost their coach And their quarterback And their quarterback Yeah Uh, All right, let's talk about some of the other stuff. Uh, Oklahoma, that might be the other team.
0: Who's our quarterback?
2: Oh, Jalen? Jalen Hurts. (laughs) Like, I heard someone like, man, this puts a lot of pressure on Jalen. Like, yeah, I don't think it does. Like, (laughs) Kyler going number one. Like, Jalen, no. He was the quarterback at Alabama for Nick Saban. I think he's going to be fine. Now, I can see, like, early you're just new and you want to make a good impression. Maybe that kind of pressure, but, like. You follow Oklahoma on Twitter, it feels like he's fitting in just fine. Uh, Yeah, he's the strongest guy on the team. Don't you think
0: he walks in there and goes,
2: "Uh, I was at a better school than all you guys. Right. You're welcome. You guys needed me. (laughs) Oh, you guys got the third straight transfer quarterback to come in. Congratulations. Maybe you should try recruiting one. Uh, All right, other draft headlines. Kyler, obviously, that's the big one, John. Kyler did go number one. Um, Pink pinstripe, nice suit. Uh, Josh Rosen is still on the team as of the recording of this podcast, which is insane. Klemko had the story Friday morning that Steve Kime didn't start calling teams to shop Rosen until minutes before the draft and was asking for a second-round pick. Well, would you give a second-round pick if you're the Chargers? No. Well, I don't think so, just because I don't think anyone else is giving a second-round pick. i give them a third. Patriots have two. Well, are they going to give him one today? Maybe. I mean, I would consider it if I'm the Pats, but even then I'm like, well, I keep waiting for this to be two years away from Tom's end. I don't think we're there yet. But it, but to me, for Bill, it's not as much about that. It's more about the value. Just, well, the value and the security. I need a backup. Like, I've got Hoyer, but let's say Tom goes down. How can I be what the Eagles were and still give myself a chance to win a Super Bowl? Is Brian Hoyer doing that for me? Do, do you think that the
0: Kyler Murray – just them being so mum was league-generated? Like, the league really uh, so, wanted
2: them to be quiet about it? Yeah, I mean, first of all, to answer the question you asked me before the podcast, I think now, I think Kyler has known for months, this, for at least a month, that this was happening.
0: On the league calendar, where do you rate last night? Like, if Super Bowl's won,
2: is, that a, is last night a top-five night for the league? How does it rate versus, like, the opening Thursday night or the first, you know, the Sunday night games? Like, I think those are all big, too, but...
0: But I just think when you factor in like how long we talk about it, just the event. It's
2: huge. Yeah, it's huge. I, I it's, do it, think that the NFL, like I think they tell teams to take their 10 minutes, I think it was really important to the league that this was a question. Who was the number one pick? Because you need people to tune in just to start the thing. Because there was a, i mean, I, I was starting to get
0: uneasy. Like, are they really not going to do it? And then I was kind of rooting for it because I had kind of been saying it.
2: Right. Like,
0: take someone else. And then, of course, they took him
2: yeah yeah um so yeah yeah, i think the league uh, but but i think he knew and i think i think kyler maybe they didn't explicitly tell him but i think he knew i think it was probably made i mean he's got come on he knows cliff he's got the same agent like how could he not have known at least like hey man you're we're in good shape here it's the first time in nfl
0: history or just sports history right that you've been a guy's been a top 10 pick in two sports i can't imagine that's ever happened it's wild that's that's pretty unreal. Uh, you and I started talking about it. I remember saying, like, guy, I wrote an article for The Athletic a year ago, and all I had to go off of was the spring tape and some of his backup work. I'm like, "I just factored in into how good Lincoln Riley was, I'm like, this guy's going to be pretty good at football. <laughs> no one in their wildest dreams viewed the number one overall pick. Like, even Billy was like, yeah, we thought he'd be a good football player. He's going to the number one overall pick? That's pretty fucking nuts. To me, the craziest part about the last two years for the Oklahoma quarterbacks is neither of them like Sam Bradford was six five. Th- these guys have been short. Right. To me, it shows the growth of the game in terms of the open-mindedness of offenses. Now, again, look at who the guy they hired. You know, if they had hired Tom Coughlin, or you know, just I'm just using an example. You know, uh, Tom Co- Tom Coughlin can't coach, but. uh Who's Tom Coughlin's coach at uh, Doug Marone? Let's say it was Doug Marone was the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Would they have taken Kyler Murray?
2: No. Well, this you know, goes – see, now, this is where you could if even
0: go – they had f- taken Sean McDermott or Vic Fangio, you know, was their head coach. Probably
2: do you not, think right? that when Cliff was hired, they had a conversation about what's going on at quarterback? Surely you, you'd have to, right? Cliff, what would you think of Josh?
0: When he was hired, they had the first overall
2: pick. Steve, Kime. Steve, hey, Steve, what do you think of Josh Rosen, Right? Like, is it possible that they agreed when Cliff signed that they would draft Kyler Murray? Uh, I don't think Cliff had the leverage to say necessarily, I'm not coming unless you promise me I can take Kyler. I'm not he saying did, that. He did,
0: have, he did have a job and was making a ton of money, still getting paid out. Like, he didn't need and to take it. he was
2: getting NFL – like, it's not like no other NFL team was interested in him and, like, the Giants hadn't been – it's like other teams were interested. Like, his name was out there. Remember he was gonna interview with the Jets. When he interviewed for the Cardinals, had he just resigned from USC then, or they let him interview? I th- I don't. I think it was he was. I yeah. I think he was the OC of the uh, at USC still when that whole thing happened.
0: And then he resigned, and then he became the head coach.
2: Yeah, because remember it was weird. Like they weren't gonna remember the the story was they weren't gonna let him interview or something crazy like that. Yeah, and then he was like, oh, "Okay, I'll just quit." <clears throat> okay, yeah. So. I think it's possible that they agreed then that this was going to happen. Because if you're Cliff, you've got a really good idea of what you want. And if you're Kime, if you're hiring Cliff, <clears throat> obviously sometimes these marriages happen and they're weird. Like they just done a weird one the year before. But Well, this, this is a little weird marriage too. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. It, it could be a little weird that this wasn't part of the equation. But surely for this not to have been discussed I think would be crazy for them not to have talked about it. So, but I'm just saying, I think it's possible that this thing goes back to January when they, or whatever, late December, when they made the deal. Well,
0: to me, the number one thing when you're hiring Cliff Kingsbury <clears throat> is you're asking him who he wants at quarterback. Because he's not a fucking CEO. He, he's not Bill Parcells. He's the offensive coordinator. So the more I think about it, just hearing you talk, didn't this have to be one of the number one talking points? It had to be the number one talking point. Yeah, and he comes from the division. He had recruited him.
2: Uh, I mean, what do you? It's, yeah, it's nuts. I mean, maybe like it's it really is. If, maybe it and was if, a
0: done deal the moment he was hired. And if
2: it, if so, it's incredible that they made it seem like it was as dramatic as they made it seem.
0: Did you see that the Cardinals on like maybe at the was it the NFL owners' meetings or something when he's like Josh is our guy, and they had tweeted that out? It's kind
2: of fucked up. Wait, the Cardinals had tweeted out Josh is our guy
0: in like February. He maybe had said at the combine, Josh is our guy, and you know the classic team.
1: Yeah,
2: well that's that's the other one. Is like,
0: is it kind of messed up the way they handled it if
2: they did keep telling Josh that you're going to be our quarterback? It's tough, right? Because you, here's the thing: if you don't want to trade the pick at all, then it doesn't matter if people know who you're going to pick but that's where the NFL comes into play, right? Like is the NFL saying, "Guys, you cannot leak this. Like we need this not we need this to be quiet." So that's the other thing that might have tied their hands if they were told that, then they can't you know what I'm saying? Then they there's not really anything they can do about that. Um yeah. but I do think like the story was that uh Josh didn't even hear didn't know anything until his agent told him that the pick was in or something along those lines. Like even though there was also a report that Cliff had called him. But if you're Josh, you could get <laughs> – Josh, you probably think, like, I'm gone. And then you get to, like, 30 minutes before the draft, and you're probably thinking, they would have told me by now if I was out of here. I know. Right? <laughs> like, by now they would have had the decency to say, I okay. Think there's two way- I think there's two ways to look at it. It's really messed up, and it's just business, but business is messed up. I, yeah, to me it's that. I think it's messed up, but it also is business. Like, your first it's- obligation is to the Arizona Cardinals. It's also
0: one of the best things that will ever happen to Josh. Maybe. Uh, now, it could really jade him. If just he ends be up very in Miami, angry. I don't
2: know how great it is. But, but
0: what, what I mean best thing to, like, come to grips with this is a business and how cutthroat it is, and you just don't get emotional about this stuff. But do you think now, he needed
2: that lesson? Like, John, he is going to be on his seventh coordinator in six years, wherever he ends up. Think about that. Guess, where, where's your guess right now? Where do you think he goes? Uh, <clears throat> so – I I I'd been thinking like it was automatic. He goes to Miami, but then you you made the point where we were talking on radio earlier. Like they they are just all in on the tank job, so it doesn't really make sense for them, especially if like maybe they just love Herbert or Tua or Fromm. And they're like, God, no. Let's just let's be bad, especially if you don't love the guy. Kind of bottom out. Plus, I do think an element here is part of this is part of this is. Maybe the league doesn't think he's worth a second round pick, right? Maybe the number of teams that would have taken him in the first round last year was was small. Maybe it was just going to be a value pick. Like we don't love him, but if we're the Patriots, we'll take him at the end of the first round. So I feel like you said it earlier, and I agree. Like I, they're not getting a second. I'm starting to feel like they're not getting a third. Like to me, it feels like a fourth to San Diego or to or to New England. And if New England gets him for a fourth, I mean, you could just. Again, like, when New England does it, we're like, unbelievable. If the Dolphins did it, we'd be like, well, I guess everyone hated them. But Yeah, my- but, a- but everyone, but a guy, there's a reason. Like,
0: Raider fans, like, you're always kicking us when we're down. Well, you're always down, so you get fucking kicked. Yeah, yeah. are like, we're always blowing Belichick. <clears throat> well, he's got, equity,
2: so John, we got- he's got equity, John. He's got equity.
0: Yeah. It's like, yeah. There's a reason why we make fun of the Redskins and give the Eagles credit. You know, there's a reason, like, oh, the Yankees win again. You're just fucking making fun of the Orioles. Yeah, you're the Orioles. Like, you get made fun of. You know, it's just, and it, I got this a lot. Like you're just saying, you would have given the, you would have hated the Raiders pick with it. No, I wouldn't have. Like I'm, I'm not on an island saying, God, the Cleveland Farrell thing's nuts. Like I, I'm not on an island saying, you know, that like the, to me, there's a difference between groupthink and Daniel Jones a what the fuck moment. As Scott Van Pelt, I saw he like, said last night. He's like, listen. He's like, it just worked out last year that a lot of games that I bet on happened to be with or against Duke, and it, that they also had some bad beats. So I watched a lot of Daniel Jones. He's like, never once in my wildest dreams when I was watching, I didn't even know he was an NFL draft prospect, one. He's like, two, I never crossed my mind. He was like, that's a top ten pick. <laughs> and it's just like, just that's just most people. Like most of these guys, Kyler Murray, Nick Bosa, Quinn and Williams, even Cleveland Farrell, overdraft, but everyone viewed him as a legit first-rounder. Devin White, Josh Allen, TJ Hawkinson, Ed Oliver. like There's one huge outlier, and it's Gettleman. So it's like Gettleman just believes in what he believes. Yeah, it's one thing. And there's another thing to be like, what the fuck? Now I saw Jim Nagy, the guy that runs the Senior Bowl now, said he's like, I talked to a lot of teams last night that had that had Daniel Jones above Dwayne Haskins on their board. And I go, okay, I think there's also an element of ton of teams in the league don't need quarterbacks. So the quarterback board, you're like, who cares? We're not taking either. So, yeah, just because the guy's over him doesn't mean we view either as first-round picks. So just because you had Daniel Jones above Dwayne Haskins doesn't mean you thought
2: Daniel Jones. Well, yeah, all the evidence we need is that Dwayne Haskins went 15th and then another quarterback didn't go in the first round. It was a two-quarterback first round. Three. Who was the third? Kyler. Oh, duh. All right, sorry. He was just—he's just a star. I just think of him as a star. But yeah, it was a, so. It was a three quarterback first round, and the second quarterback went at six, overdrafted, and then the third quarterback went at fifteen. Like it's not like it's some stacked. Like Drew Locke didn't end up going in the first round. To me, to me when, I wouldn't even just say overdrafted. I'd say one of the
0: in January, like when the Super Bowl happened, or when the combine happened. I don't think – how many times did we mention Daniel Jones' name on this podcast for six months? I mean, never. Guy, he was not being talked about by anybody. And it's not just like, you guys just media create. No. I mean, the quarterbacks, the right guys get talked about in this day and age. I didn't love Lamar Jackson, but everyone was fucking talking about Lamar Jackson last year. Right. It's just like, come on. This is – that's insane. Like, that, that is insane. I, I think Gettleman – and I think a lot of times the wrong guys, or not necessarily the wrong guys, but it's just easy once the snowball starts going on, on social media. This one is, he's earned
2: some of this. Well, is he, do you think, um, better at their job, Dave Gettleman, GM, Jim Tomsula, head football coach? Like, is there a chance it's that realm? It feels like it's, we're in that realm.
0: I, I would say the difference is I, I don't think Tom Sula viewed him like wasn't an arrogant. I, I think Tom Sula knew. He's like, this is, I'm probably. So, so we're in different. that
2: realm, then, is what you're like, just in terms
0: of like yeah, not being I, cut I, out I, for the I, job. I say, here's the scarier difference. I think Jim, deep down, knows that he was like, this is crazy. I think Gettleman thinks he belongs, thinks he's one of the best. I think he reminds me of an old boss we had that you looked at him and you said, "This is the biggest idiot I've ever been around," but somehow he made it to this position. Not Jason Barrett. I, no, not Jason Barrett. Love you, Jason. I love strong, but liked you. Appreciate you. Uh, that I think that Dave Gettleman views himself as like an
2: elite GM. Like in months, his peers, he's one of the best. He said that he watched a bunch of Dwayne Haskins in the Big Twelve or, or in the yeah in the in the Big 12 or whatever they're in now or something like that. It's like, well, what yeah. The,
0: was the, quote,
1: the right? Big 10 they've it. always
2: been in. that that league didn't change.
0: Coward had the quote up today like from an anonymous AFC GM that said that he thought it was like I'm going to butcher the quote, but it was either gross negligence or <laughs> uh, I love a good you know, gross, the, gross
2: negligence is a fun one.
0: An abomination of <laughs> also a good great word. You know just something like what this is insane. This is a guy in the different conference that I don't think gives a shit it's like,
2: that is nuts. Well, every, you know, like if you're a GM, you love, you need a few Gettleman's because it just pushes players down. But doesn't it feel like Gettleman's kind of in a class by himself
0: right yeah, now? Yeah, Of being nuts. Because here's the other thing. One thing to go crazy, crazy Daniel Jones pick. To me, you trade Odell Beckham Jr. To draft, a, this guy's a good player. But in 2019, 340-pound nose tackles, aren't exactly what you're looking for to draft a 340 pound nose tackle at 17. So- someone's like, they had snacks, Harrison, and they got rid of him like a year ago. What could have just kept snacks and drafted someone else.
2: It's crazy, man. Well, also that he said he got Daniel Jones, like in three years, he could the best. I thought the best tweet of the night was, I don't remember who said it. Congratulations to all the Giants fans that didn't win 100 years of season tickets. Did you pretty see the happy. contest? That guy, pretty ha-
0: that guy was pretty happy.
2: He was happy, man. I was happy for. I was just so happy for his happiness. It was cool. Yeah. The, the, the first
0: round. I used to think like it should never leave Radio City. It's pretty cool
2: outside some of these venues. It looked sweet last night. Yeah, They're like not- like people like what what a win for the NFL. It's like yeah, it was. There's no doubt. But there's a chance some of those people were just there because I heard there was a party downtown. Right? Did you see the clip on Barstool of the uh, bachelorette oh. parties oh that God. got did ruined by the, the NFL draft? Incredible. I will say, I, one of those women who was in that clip has been, like, tweeting all day, like, laughing at the whole thing. But, yeah, it's like pretty funny. Were,
0: like, they were joking? Or... No, no, no.
2: Ju- I, I, just that, like, oh, I didn't think I'd become a meme. Just, I mean, she was having fun with it, it seemed like. It would be a rough day. Like, the day I, I went for the Country
0: Music Fest at a bachelor party last year, and part of having a good time is that main strip which is like their version of the las vegas strip if you can't move it's a little overwhelming and it was the right balance when we went but i could see the bachelorette party like oh, the streets are closed it's kind of sucks
2: well yeah yeah it
0: would ruin a bachelorette party. for sure if you just happen to be like oh, our bachelor parties in the end of it would be incredible
2: <laughs> uh okay you went with daniel you, jones
0: what she say they're never gonna be able to watch football again
2: yeah, something like that. Or like I but never he,
0: But he had, but he had nothing to do with it, right? Who? Like the guys, they're just mad at the NFL.
2: Yeah, I mean the they're just, they're just mad. You know, when you when you're mad, sometimes you're just mad. Like you you yeah. no one really to be mad at other than yourself for not checking, but you're just so mad at yourself that like you're just angry. Uh you're just angry. <laughs> um you know, I one thing I liked last night was there wasn't any like Nobody took some Laramie – there wasn't some crazy Laramie Tunzel tumble. You know, I mean, people are like, Andre Dillard fell. I guess. Yeah, okay. Or well, Sweat. Or there
0: but. was no, like – because these guys are so young. Twitter's been around for 10 years. I hate gay people when he was 14 years old, one of those things that came well, out on a guy. Yeah, like
2: right before a guy gets dr- – there, there was the one thing with the guy – I did not know the story about um, – what was the guy's name I'm looking for right here? Jeffrey Simmons from Mississippi State, who Tennessee took who had been arrested in high school in a fight. Did you see when ESPN played that video? Yeah, he was supposed to go to, like, Alabama or something. So, anyway, if people don't – you saw the video. He, like, hit a – there was a – his sister was fighting another woman, and then he broke it up, but then he started hitting the woman. And someone else – someone was like, you know, he fell mostly because he had a knee. There was, like, a knee question with him. It wasn't that that caused him to fall. Yeah, go ahead.
0: I, I'm going to have, I don't know, controversial. I got a take here. Oh,
2: I, I, keep going. I'm guessing your take is ESPN shouldn't have showed the video? No. Oh. Uh, go ahead. I,
0: I had always thought because he was he was supposed to be like a top five pick, number one high school recruit, was going to go to Alabama, LSU, Georgia, whatever. He then, they all had to pull out when this video came out. I was thinking at Tyreek Hill level, Joe Mixon, him just beating the shit out of a woman. Well, when you, again, everything in fucking context. So you go in context. His sister is in this brawl with this woman, who I guess they've had family issues. Even Trey was a little over the top on it. But Trey Wingo was like, they'd had family issues with this woman. There was something going on. He obviously had a lap. You can't hit women. But it wasn't just like he was just beating up this chick. Like the, it, it didn't make him look as bad as when you just read the headline. So it's funny you and say then that. It, and then it comes out like Booger McFarlane. Was, you know, who knows the SEC well, was like, you talk to everyone at Mississippi State like he was their Cleveland Farrell, their team captain. They love him. It was one moment that ruined his name and on Twitter. And then I'm watching it like, yeah, you should get in trouble or whatever,
2: but I don't judge him on that one. Like, what I'm sorry, family. So, so I saw, I didn't know the story. I saw the video, right? And I was texting with a buddy when they played the video. I didn't realize he was hitting a woman. And I just saw the back end of the video and I was like, God, should they have? Like, was that a news story? Do they need to play that? And I kind of was going back and forth. I changed my mind on it. And my buddy's like, well, you know, the story is that they he was hitting a woman. Like, that's part of the story. I was like, no, I didn't realize that. Let me go back and watch the video again. Because my take at that moment was like, why are they showing this video? This is like a high school fight. Well, I didn't quite know the context. So I went back and watched it again, and I actually... I agreed with you the first time. The second time I watched it, my thought was, even if that was a dude that he was... To me, there's a difference between you get involved in a fight and you, like, throw some bows or throw some fists, whatever. But this was a person laying on the ground with their head against the concrete, and he took multiple shots, like, to the head Again neck again, area. Yeah, I no, no, I know. I'm just saying, the violence, I saw that and I thought, just... I saw it and thought, you taking multiple shots to the head on a person standing upright versus a person whose head is against the concrete? Like, you murder a person doing that? I was like, yeah. I don't know. That's, but, uh, when you that's another in, level. like Your sister, it was a sister. I get, no, anime. I know. I, like, it, just, it makes a little more sense. It does, yes, that is important context. But anyway, that was, yeah, that was one of the crazier things. I guess, well, the craziest thing was the Tyreek Hill. 20, 36 hours ago, I thought Tyreek was in the clear, and then that thing changed. Yeah, he's done. Um, Anything, else? What, what other crazy stuff happened to you? I mean, the,
0: the Tyreek Hill thing,
1: <clears throat>
2: probably one of the oh. biggest it,
0: things that happened last night, given that, Mahomes threw 50 touchdowns. <clears throat> if Tyree Kill then disappears from that team, he's not throwing 40 touchdowns like that. He's guy, non-quarterback. He's a top five player in the NFL. This is going to be a massive loss when the Chiefs are forced to cut him, because that's let's call it what it is. They're going to be forced to cut him. They're not. They don't really have a choice. And they suspended him indefinitely or whatever, which is an easy one. But he's I just. Is he going to play for the Chiefs this year? I,
2: I will say I don't have, like, a lot of sympathy. When you draft the guy after he's already been convicted of domestic violence, you're in this yeah. position because of the decisions you made, right?
0: But, yeah, they don't care about character.
2: No, no, I'm just saying, like, they're going to be forced to cut him. Well, yeah, that's you should. I but mean, when I say forced to cut him, I mean,
0: let's not get it twisted. The reason they'll end up cutting him was because of, like,
2: Yes, the if this story existed and they knew it would never get out, he'd probably still be on the team. Yes. Um. I wonder if they would be a team, John. They have two picks at the back end of the second round. Do they use those two to get up into the top of the first round now and try and get a receiver? I mean, sorry, to go from the end of the second round to the beginning of the second round to try and get a receiver? How many picks do they have? So they have, at the end of the second round, they have 29 and 31. You're saying do you package
0: two of those to come get, like, A.J. <clears throat> Brown or Paris yeah. Campbell or something?
2: Yep. yep. Or do you just
0: wait there and take
2: two swings? Yeah, it just depends where you think the different, like where the line of delineation is. Use that a lot today. Uh <laughs> that's that's my draft word, line of delineation. Can um, we talk about
0: Dwayne? Can we Okay, people?
2: so what's your favorite part of this thing? Uh there was a time during the season
0: when I was watching an Ohio State game, I ease.com'd it. This might have been before ease, actually, but I had a vape pen. And I remember Dwayne talking after the game, and I was thinking, uh, something just struck I can't remember. Memory's a little foggy, but he said something like, I, I can't remember exactly how he worded it, but the way it came out of his mouth was like, I don't know, a kind of red flag. But then I was like, because it was the most cocky statement I'd ever heard in my life. But then I, he's a starting quarterback at Ohio State. Yeah, he's cocky. I, I don't even care. But I was like, I don't know, something's a little weird with mm-hmm. this guy. And then when you sent me that tweet last night that he charged 50 fucking dollars to come into a party. Like, I get it. Like, everyone's – he's getting back at the NCAA. I, I don't know. This is draft night. Pretty big night for – like, a lot of these guys – like, I get it. We live in this world. A lot of things aren't genuine. We're selling you shit. Upstart.com slash hammer. We're all trying to make money. That is kind of a moment where you're the 15th pick in the draft. You're about to get $20 million. That is kind of a pure moment for your family and your closest friends.
2: Well, yeah, but I also think, like, if you told me that they were getting 5,000 people to that draft party and they made $250,000, like, okay. But what'd they get? How many people came? Like, did they get 200 people? You know I don't mean, know. like,
0: to me, to me, though, the money, like, do you really want random people there?
2: I think a lot weird.
0: of people that passed on them probably feel kind of justified right now, don't you think? When they see that? Yeah. I, so, so here's the deal. Like, not justified, but I, I I think there were some questions about his maturity and his leadership, and there was a reason he didn't play, partly because Urban loved JT Barrett, but clearly this guy's better.
2: Yeah, so, yes, I do think. So there's a couple. I really liked him. Like, I watched him this year, and I, I thought, like, I I really like like. It's Wayne hard Haskins. to argue that he's not a Wayne really Haskins. good player, guy. Yeah, I liked him. <laughs> but what threw me was the more that – it was like Dan Snyder loves him and Bruce Allen loves him, but that those are the only people that want to take him. Like that became my red flag. Like that's yeah. what bothered me. Like, whoa, Jay doesn't want him? Like Jay needs a Jay needs a quarterback desperately. Maybe Jay wanted to trade a second round or a third for Josh Rosen. I don't know.
0: Well, guy, I, I think the thing with Jay Gruden, and I could see why Pat Shermer signed off on it. I might have talked about this earlier today. Maybe we. T- oh, I talked about it on the radio show. Is that those type coaches, once they've overachieved and won games – with Kirk Cousins, with Case Keenum, Kyle for a while, they start leaning on overachieving type players. That's why Kyle, like Kyle, you drafted C.J. Beathard in the third round. You know they, they they view they watch that guy. When I watch that guy, and they'll walk in and be like, I, I can win with this guy. Right, I would right. say like I wouldn't even fucking bring this guy to run a practice.
2: Yeah, team. like don't 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 press your luck. Just because you did it once doesn't. The odds are not in your favor. So I,
0: I think Jay is probably over the top <clears throat> anti on guys like Dwayne. Uh, Jay experienced a little with RG3, and it's different. But you're right. So you're telling me the owner, who, I mean, Dan Snyder has a long history of picking players. It's not good. Bruce Allen feels like he should be more on Fox News than he should be running a NFL team. Those guys like the guy. Like that's that to me is a pretty big red flag. I also think it, I think doesn't it feel like was where was du, if they don't take him. does Dwayne Haskins get drafted in the first round? Um like does Elway take him at 20? I doubt you, Elway liked him.
2: Do you think it, Gruden liked him? Does Gruden take him at 24? The value is just too good. The Chargers?
0: Jerry Tillery. Can you give
2: me the strengths and weaknesses on Jerry Tillery? Well, I mean, like to me, sometimes the inconsistency is a little frustrating on Tillery John. You know, I mean he's well built, but he's got excellent length. Yeah. Um top end speed, I think he was a thirty two for four three three on the short shuttle, which to me I'm more I care more about that than his forty. So he flashes a little bit. Um you know. I think the best thing about him, John, is he really does stack blockers in the running game. Yeah. So he has a good he plays a point of attack well you'd have to agree with me on that it sounds like
0: yeah. yeah in a division with you know now Josh Jacobs I don't even know who the Chiefs running back is Royce Freeman you know uh Phil you got to
2: you got to have the up front bodies That's right. That's right Well he just fits Gus Bradley's scheme so well I mean when you really think about it perfect fit you
0: know he's that the, the character <laughs> the 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 resume in college we just, both just, just we, the just the motor. the motor. I think the motor is what. I can't really speak to the of. motor, John. You, you're speaking to the motor.
2: I'll take your word for it. Then you've obviously watched it's, more it's film one, than. It's one thing you just can't teach, guy, is effort. We both love the Nikhil Harry. I love that pick. Um, people, people, not fast enough. I think I don't know if I told you. I actually I did tell you that. So I, last podcast I said that. Anything else? Uh... How
0: about Noah Fant to the Broncos at twenty? Now yeah. they got Noah Fant, Philip Lindsay, Joe Flacco. Their defense is going to be good. Well, just, I mean, that was kind of an under the radar. They they traded back. Say this for the Raiders.
2: I mean, if 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 Jonathan Abram, if his rep is defense tight ends well. I mean, the Raiders have had trouble defending tight ends for a long time. I, do you think that played into that pick because
0: Maybe. Obviously, Kelsey's already there. Hunter Henry's coming back, and then they take Noah Fant. You go, geez, we got to cover was, these Where guys. was Hunter
2: Henry? Hunter Henry was out last year? Well, yeah. Oh. Gates, Antonio come, he's Gates, he's not the starting tight him. end.
0: He, I, he still technically
2: is. Uh, yeah, but, it might have. Like to me, that's where if you're telling me like, "Hey, we, we play six games against tight ends that are legit. Like we need a guy that can defend tight ends." But you already, yeah, you like it's the third pick. So fine, it's the third pick. I like
0: ahead. I like that pick by Oway. That's just a good pick, good value too. They they move back <clears throat> ten spots. They add a second round pick. I I love the pick for Pittsburgh. Have,
2: have the Lions been drafting receivers and big tight ends for just the last? 15 years. Is that all they draft? Wow. Remember when we saw them on the field a few years ago and they had like three first round guys that were first or second round guys that all looked the same. They were massive. Tight end. They,
0: they were huge. I remember the shortest one was Ebron who's six, five. I just remember all three of them running by thinking, Oh my God, who are these? Are these humans? Are me and him both the same human race? <laughs> Because the one dude was Fourier, one that you remember, the tight end right. from UCLA that was like six nine. Yep. Th- then they had Pettigrew, who who's like six seven. Right. They were they that had to be the tallest three humans in tight end history in a unit, right?
2: They're massive. Uh, and Oliver to Houston is fun. Like, does Jadavie and Clowney get traded today? Maybe. Would you trade pick thirty six for him? Yep. And have Bosa and D Ford? Do you really need them? But
0: <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> what do you think about the Packers? They went two picks. Rashawn Gary? Tennessee took Jeffrey Simmons. He's not
2: gonna play this year. Uh Too good to pass up. Yeah, I just feel like you're you're kinda I don't know.
0: You think the Warriors win tonight?
2: Yeah. Do they cover ten?
0: Is that what the line is?
2: Yeah. Do you think, what was louder, uh, the music behind the guys at the draft or the music behind Steve Kerr at Warriors practice yesterday? Do you think Steve Kerr hates Draymond? <laughs> I saw somebody made a good point. And I, God, it was somebody, I don't know if it was Tim. It was I don't remember who it was. But the point was, there's no doubt that Kerr and Draymond go at each other. But the one thing you can't, like, those two guys are pretty bottom line when it comes to winning. And, like, if it was Steve and Steph, like, or Steve and KD, it might be. But those two guys just, they can hate each other and talk to each other like they hate each other and still figure it out in the end, you know? Draymond disrespected him a little bit. I mean, that like was hate. pretty. <laughs> now, did Draymond know that it was Steve that requested the music get turned down? Or did the music Probably just cause get Probably because he, to... he
0: asked Raymond, and Raymond went over to him. And then Raymond like, I, so I thought maybe turn the music someone down. Just just Raymond's down. like, yeah,
2: he was not want to turn it down. Dickinson was a star in that video. <laughs>
0: yeah, he was. I mean, Dickinson, well, is he listen to a podcast? <laughs>
2: All right. On that note, okay. Guys, uh, rounds me. two and three. John, that draft took. I ate chips and guacamole before the draft. I was just trying to kill time. I ran out of stuff to kill time. Chips <laughs> and guac, then pasta, then a coffee, ice cream, then chips and hummus, and I was like, "I'm." That's when I texted. I'm like, "Dude, I'm out of stuff to do." Then the anthem took four and a half minutes. I, I was.
0: Don't, I don't remember because we need the, the anthem at the NFL draft. That felt like it took
2: longer to get here.
0: Oh my God! But I, I like, also think it's because the build. We've been talking about it for three months. So I know. it's you only talk about the Super Bowl for like a week. <laughs> it's it was the buildup of Jesus
1: Christ. All you right. Can make
0: a goddamn pick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> on that note. Later. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app.